All right, everybody. We are Casual Nonsense. Uh, I am Mark. Back again. I appreciate you checking us out. Uh, while you're hanging out, listening, and in front of your phone or wherever you are, uh, like, follow, share, uh, whatever you can do to to join the club. Also, if you feel that you are, you know, maybe someday you want to be a guest on the show, you know, don't don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, all right. So today, I'm joined. I have a special guest and an actual a, a co-host guest who you know. So I'm here alongside with cousin Sean, who you know from previous episodes. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready today. There, he's ready. He's going to say something funny. Uh, we're, we're hoping we get some funny coming out of here <laughs> today, Sean. I've got some spontaneous stuff written down. Okay, good, good. Um, all right, so we also have uh, Mr. Terrence here today. Terrence, what's up, dude? How's it going, Mark? Good to be here. Oh, it's going good, man. Uh, so we got a mutual friend. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to Mr. Pete. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows Sleepy Pete, Princess right. Pete. Uh, he's probably got some other names. He he actually just got to work. He just <laughs> he just shut up. Yeah, he's just getting there in time. Um, he's probably gonna be mad that we're calling him these names, but uh, be immortalized know. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love you, Pete. You're the, you're the guy. Nice. Um, all right, Terrence, you are New York native, which you know at least you're a Mets fan. You're not a Yankees fan yes. that much. I know. So this is lesser why of two evils. Yeah, uh, I already got one New York fan in here with, with Tim, and uh, that's all I can handle. So, yeah, I heard about his Odell Beckham jersey and that whole conversation. That dude shows up to my house with Giants jerseys when he comes <laughs> over. He really pushes my limits, but if I didn't love him, he wouldn't be allowed in. So. Your listeners can't hear right now, but I put a plain black T-shirt on just so as not to offend you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you're listening, Tim, that's respect, yes. all right? <laughs> I expect you to come over with some Patriots gear, maybe some Red Sox, you know what I mean? I'll settle for, like, Hurricanes, you know what I mean? Right. We'll go neutral. We'll go neutral. At least they both appreciate professional sports. Like, we get some professional sports conversation out on that. That's fair. Yeah, no sure. more college. You know, get rid of that. Um, anyway, so uh, you're a married guy. I am. Right? You got, uh, what do you got, like seven kids? Uh, we got three. Three. <laughs> Feels like seven sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yep. we got uh, three of them there. Uh, Maxwell is my oldest. He's about to turn eight in uh, about a little over a week. Uh, Penny is my middle one. She just turned six in March, and... Henry's going to turn four in less than a week. You got your hands so, full there. Yeah. Been married for almost 11 years now. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Happily married, right? I mean, she's sticking with you, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm assuming she'll be home when I get back. <laughs> you <laughs> she's never like, know. oh, you're going you gonna to be gone for a couple hours? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you notice any uh, packing tape before you left? Like, there's not. <laughs> you know what? I didn't I didn't have my guard up. I should have <laughs> scoped it out, but yeah. Mind just grabbing the suitcases before you go? No yeah, reason. You, you get those out of the attic real quick? Yeah. <laughs> well, from experience, getting the kids out of the house takes a lot longer than however long we'll be here. So I don't think <laughs> that's she, she might leave them back there for me. <laughs> That's a good point, man. That's awesome. Um, well, I can certainly relate to the multiple kids. Mine are a little older than yours are now, and as are Sean's. Uh, so good luck. Good Thank luck you. with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, a couple of things that uh, struck me super interesting about you, uh, and these are I'm hearing all these rumors from uh, from our friend Pete. But so I know you you and he went to uh, uh, UNC, right? Yep. So you're a Tar Heel fan, Tar Heel. All the way. I've been that way my whole life. But yeah, I went to school there, uh, graduated back in 2005. Oh, you were a fan before you went there? Yeah, as okay. long as I can remember. I was like five or six years old and just kind of latched on to the basketball team and then uh, got to high school and was like, yeah, I'm going to go to North Carolina. And I didn't have any reason other than I like the basketball team, which is kind of a stupid reason to want to go to a well, school. But you got the greatest. You got the GOAT. <laughs> the GOAT went to UNC. Yeah, you know, well, so. there's, there's a couple. There's, there's Michael Jordan. There's Dean Smith, Roy Williams. They could all. No, no, there's only one. Lay goat. claim to that. There's only one. There's only one go. It's yeah. in the word. It's in the name. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, I, I took a visit down there once I was in high school when I was actually getting serious and campus was amazing. The people like being in New York, like just the change of pace, everything's a little slower, everything's a little nicer, the weather's better. Oh, it yeah. was a pretty easy decision. So once I found out I got in, I was like, I, I don't need to worry about Stop any applying. other choices. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. cool. So, all right. So you guys went to UNC. Um, so this is what I want to know. We're going to skip past that for a minute. I want to know about, uh, you're a sports Jeopardy champion. I am. Is yes. that right? <laughs> so this struck me as pretty cool because one, I didn't know there was a sports Jeopardy, right? Yep. So, uh, tell me about that. What, what year did this happen? Uh, this was about, let's see. In the 2000s? We've, you know what? We got back. We went out to LA. They they taped the show on the same lot that the actual Jeopardy show is taped in Culver City, California. Did you, did you meet Alex Trebek? Uh, no, but Dan Patrick of Sports Center fame. He was the host of Sports Jeopardy. So That's almost better. That's yeah, it was dope. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to think because uh, my wife actually let me know when we got back from that trip that we were pregnant with our first one, Maxwell. So it was about... <laughs> oh. uh, Eight years ago, nine years ago, about so. Well, win some, you yeah. lose some, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. Every everything rolled Yin into yang. one. But yeah, a lot of people don't even know that was a thing. It was kind of short lived. They only did two seasons. Um, it was on Crackle. If anybody even knows or remembers, that's kind of oh, like one of really? the the lower streaming I know services. I yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a streaming service before there were streaming services. It was it was one of the early ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, seemed like one of those that kind of had like older movies that. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, they didn't make the cut at Netflix or whatever, but it had some cool program. Like, that was kind of their own original. If TBS didn't want to play the movie, they went to Crackle. <laughs> yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much, much yeah. yeah. Nice. But, um, yeah, I remember seeing something online about they were having tryouts. They were making this Sports Jeopardy show, and I've always wanted to be on just regular Jeopardy my whole life. And I've, tried, I've taken, like, the online test a couple times and haven't gotten mm. to make the cut yet. But uh, Sports Jeopardy was, like, right in my wheelhouse. I've been a sports nut my whole life. So, um I filled out the application. Uh, there was a tryout in an audition in New York, and at the time I was living down here. Um, but we went up. It was in Manhattan, and it was pretty cool. They had a whole like about a hundred people, and they had you take a written test. Um, from that, they cut it down to like I think it was like seventeen or eighteen people that passed the test, and then they had everybody do like what you would actually do on the show. They gave you a buzzer. You took like practice questions and everything. And you gave a little interview just to see, I guess if you were interesting, had any good anecdotes. Or I was going to say, yeah, they must, uh, they, they want, they want interesting people on TV. Right? Yeah. So if you, yeah, you got to have some sort of story, Yeah. you know, like the machine in Russia or something yeah. like you're going to have something out there that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And then I got a, a call a few weeks later that, uh, I made the cut and would I like to come out to California? So I just thought, you cool. know, it would have been baller. If you get in there and they say, what's your interesting story? Be like, remember that time I came on and I predicted I'd win Sports Jeopardy? Like, this is that time. You're, you're seeing it live in action right now. <laughs> well, I'm still holding out hope one day to get on the actual Jeopardy show. And I'll use that as like, hey, has anybody ever been on Sports oh, Jeopardy? Perfect. And then Jeopardy, but we'll see. I'm still waiting for that day. Huh. You could be the first. Nice. So, all right. So you get on the Jeopardy show. Uh, you, win, you win that. Like, did you... Just blow through that. I mean, we just smoking competition, or is you it- know what? Uh, if you watch the first half, you'd be like, "This guy's sports genius. He's destroying the other two guys." And then the second half, I kind of fell apart. Um, I had like a, a really big lead, and it's kind of amazing just being up in front of people. There's like a studio audience. Dan Patrick is there. It's the actual Jeopardy set. <sighs> Dan the Patrick, lights, bro. Yeah, it's hot. It's bright. Everything is. So I answered one question. Really, I just I knew the answer, and my brain just short circuited. And I got it wrong, and then I didn't remember the next question until I watched the episode like four months later. 
Um, they asked a question, if you got any baseball fans listening, um, it was about uh, like a 90s baseball player whose nickname was the Big Cat. And I know that. It's Andre Scalaraga. He was on the Rockies for a long time. And I buzzed in to say Andre Scalaraga. And then for some reason I paused and I said Larry Walker instead, who was his teammate. <laughs> and they said no. And then the other guy buzzed in and said Andre Scalaraga. And then like my brain and body just shut down. And there was a question. The next one was about Ricky Williams, the NFL running back. I had no recollection of that whatsoever. And from there, I just kind of just went off a cliff. And they made a roaring comeback. You, if you watch the episode, you can see both my opponents like got a little pep in their step because I was I was doing pretty well before that. Um, but yeah, I kind of blew my lead. And uh, we got to the final question. I actually missed the final question to fall into a tie going into Final Jeopardy. Oh, man. And uh, so the pressure was on. And then we all got Final Jeopardy right. And me and my opponent risked everything we had. So got we it. remained tied. That one was on, uh, it was like the last time an NBA Finals was uh, a rematch. So it had just happened with the Spurs and the Heat when we were doing that. And the previous one was the Bulls and the Jazz. Okay. Back in like Michael Jordan, Carl Malone days. The GOAT. Yep. <laughs> Coming back to that. <laughs> um, so we went to a tiebreaker. And actually, you don't, I shouldn't even say this. You don't see this on the episode. But we actually took three tiebreaker questions. The first two, neither one of us got it right. Um, and they said it was sudden death. Whoever got one right, that was the champ. Wow. And then on the third one, uh, they asked about like the most expensive baseball card. Essentially, it oh, was worded a little one. bit differently. At but, the time, anyway, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's changed by now, but Honus Wagner, like the famous yeah. card. So the other guy didn't get that? Well, it wasn't like Final Jeopardy where you write your answer. It was who buzzed in first. Oh, uh, okay. So right when they were reading, I'm like, I'm on this. And I was, I, I'm sure he was trying to buzz in. He was he was a smart guy. Nice. But uh, I beat him to the punch and, yeah, got the answer and that was it. So it's pretty cool. It. So I, I would have rather just blown everybody out, but it was kind of cool the way it ended up coming out in a tiebreaker. And as far as I know, that was the only episode that did that. They ran for two seasons. and um, But you just got the one episode. The way it worked, I was on the first season. Um, and it was just one and done. So even if you win, like, you know, Jeopardy, you just keep going as long as you oh, win. Like champion week right. or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I guess because this was, it wasn't as many episodes and everything. So it was just one episode. But then the second season, they changed it to where if you won, you came back. So I was like, ah, if only I waited. But right. I have no regrets. It worked out pretty cool. But that's when it got canceled, though. So, you know, that's that went downhill at that point. Maybe they needed me. I don't know. They needed you. <laughs> so was it uh, like life-changing money on that or just... No, uh, unlike Jeopardy, where you win the actual amount, like if you end and it says you got $45,000, you win $45,000. Yeah. Um, Sports Jeopardy was 5000 It was a smaller production. Like I said, it was on Crackle. Didn't have all that big <laughs> ABC money behind it. Well, they're paying Dan Patrick. They're probably paying him. More That's than probably the, yeah. where most of the <laughs> budget went. Anyway. Yeah. but uh, So I got $5,000, so I, I wouldn't say it was life-changing, but it was pretty sweet. I mean, can't beat that. Yeah. Beats, a, beats a sharp stick in the eye. It does. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's got that story forever. That yeah. five grand's long gone, but... Yep. Oh, that's super cool, man. Uh, so, the other thing that I liked uh, was... So, you're you're a poker player, right? So, so Sean and I used to play a lot of poker, uh, but we, we're we not good at poker. Okay. Like we, we could beat each other, which really isn't... Do you want to play? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll play for funsies. We do that. Um, we used to do a lot of house games, you know, growing up. So, like, I, you know, when, uh, when the whole poker uh tournaments on uh i don't even remember the the travel channel or whatever the world series of poker was on like three different channels yeah world poker tour the world poker tours that's the one i couldn't think of right so all the celebrities playing like we we played a little before that when those started kicking in that's when it became more mainstream right Mm -hmm. so we played for a while that was a lot of fun we used to do so both of us both of us are from up north so we had a lot of 
multi-table tournaments. Like we do, you know, 14, 12, 14 people regularly. And we did a couple of like 36 person tournaments, which was, nice. uh, it was an adventure, right? For sure. Uh, but it was fun. Just the same. Uh, what we never did is it, we, I played online a little bit, but not, I don't know, not to the point where, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't on there every night playing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you played for, under a PokerStars tournament. Is that right? Was it PokerStars? Yeah. Yeah. I used to be on that. And this is, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, like online poker has been more or less eradicated from this country from, God, it's got to be like 10 plus years ago at this oh, so point. you can't even play now. Yeah, there, there's ways around it with like a VPN and things like that, but I've never gotten into that. So yeah, my poker playing has definitely slowed in those years since. In, in person but, only. But right? yeah, back in the day, I, w- I was playing all the time on PokerStars. I was playing a lot of live games, home tournaments. So you got in, so you were in a qualifying tournament on PokerStars, right, which if you if you won or if you won the tournament and i think i'm a little off here you could probably correct me um you had an opportunity to get to the world series of poker in vegas like it's an actual yeah. you actually win the trip out there like they they send you there they put you in a yeah. hotel so so the deal was well first off like i had been into poker for a while i played a lot with Pete at carolina we organized our own game took some trips later on to atlantic city which wasn't too far when i was home uh, in yes. new york um, but yeah, so the, if you ever get serious about poker, you always dream about playing in the world series of poker. That's um, exactly, it's, it's exactly that. It's the world series. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the that's be all end all. Yep. So, I mean, you see it on TV and that's potential life changing money. You could win there. There's millions of dollars you could win. Um, so yeah, I, I just, uh, one, one year I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I couldn't put up $10,000, which was the entry fee. Um, but I'm like, let me, let me try to win my way. A few more Jeopardy, uh, (laughs) if they would have let me come back, maybe I could have funded it. Yep. Um, but, uh, actually when I did sports Jeopardy, I, that was a couple years after the world series. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I played in a tournament. It was like 300 something bucks and for every $12,000 in there, a player made it. So that was some kind of crazy amount of entries. Uh, there ended up being like 240 people make it, but there was like 8,000 entrants to the tournament. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, That's it went on all day. I just plopped on the couch. I had like, I think I drank about eight Mountain Dews over the course of the day. <laughs> I was, I told, uh, well, my wife now, we were dating at the time. I was like, listen, just, she she knew, don't bother me right now. Um, and somehow it turned out, yeah, I, I got one of those spots and made it in. So yeah, they give you a package where you, Get a, a buy into the main event for ten thousand, and then the other two thousand is for like travel and accommodations and everything. So oh, that's solid. Yeah, it was cool. We stayed at um, uh, Harris, and then we switched to the Rio uh, later on in the trip. So you could pick why. where you stayed then, right? So you could. Yeah, they just gave okay. you the money, and you could you could stay in a truck stop, or you could go to the Bellagio, <laughs> whatever you wanted. So we kind of landed right in the middle somewhere. There's hope for you yet, Sean. You could stay at a truck stop. I can stay at a truck stop. Today. I'm looking for it. Well, getting back to Pete, he came out with me as a show of friendly support. He stayed in. We, we still joke about it to this day. That there's a, a casino hotel there called Circus Circus, which I think is kind of one of the lower rent, big time bad, casinos on the strip. There. Not bad. And Pete didn't stay in Circus Circus. He stayed in like the motel behind Circus Circus. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked like it was something out of a horror movie. So we still give him a hard time. But that tracks. That, that sounds like it. That's, I, that's I a Pete that. move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he showed up though. I'll give him he credit. Did. He yeah, showed he up. There. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. So you had. So how did you do in that tournament? You you played for uh, like because that's a. That's a what five six day tournament. Yeah, it goes. I think it even goes seven or eight if you like were to win the thing or make the final table. Wow, that's a lot of poker, man. It is. You know what? And I've played a lot of poker. I've sat there for hours on end playing online. 
I've played in like just local home game tournaments where you're playing for six, seven, eight hours in a row. But this was like an entirely different beast that I'd never encountered before. So um, I, if I remember right, I think it was 10 hours you play and uh, you get like a dinner break and there's breaks at certain points throughout the day just like you can get up, stretch your legs, get something to eat yeah, real go, quick. Go to the bathroom. Take but a still, for the most part, yeah, <laughs> you're just like intensely focused all day. And then if you survive, you got to do it again the next day. Um, so yeah, I made it to the third day. I went out early in the third day. I kind of, I'm normally fairly conservative, but I, I kind of went for it a little bit and it was the wrong move at the wrong time. Um, I'll, I will, I'll never forget that I had pocket nines against pocket Queens and the guy was very aggressive. He was basically telling me he had a big hand and I just didn't want to believe him. And I kind of pushed it and he got me. So, but it, I mean, I played the first two days. I sat with a bunch of like pros that you've seen on TV playing in the world series. And that was pretty cool. Um, and then a couple guys that were at my table that weren't really well known. They made one guy got tenth and one guy got seventh. Uh, I think that year they went on to to go really deep. So you, did you watch like the tournament after, like say the next year, and you see a guy winning and you're like, ah, oh, see that guy? I put them all in, knocked him out. Well, you know what? I did take one player out on the first day. Um, that was my only elimination. I had he wasn't a known guy, but yeah, I sat with there's one guy, Carlos Mortensen. He won the main event. A long time ago, I sat with him all on day two. I took I took a pot off him. I mean, he made the right fold. I had a big hand, but it was still pretty cool just to be mixing it up with someone like that. That's so awesome. yeah, I've, I've got some cool memories and stories. What's funny is you remember the hand that you got eliminated with. I'll never forget that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as Bucket long nines, as I live. Right? So we talked before about uh, the hand that you won to get into the tournament. Yes. Um, so that's uh, I thought that was pretty cool too. So you remember those important those important hands? They stand out to you. you Absolutely. Know, they, they even say that, and uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Rounders, right? So we, it's a movie I've seen. Favorite movie of all time for yeah, me. <laughs> over 30 to 40 times I've seen this, right? So he says that in there, Mike McD, right? He's like, you don't remember how you built your pot, but you remember the one that you lost it on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what always stuck in his head, and that was his motivation in the movie to keep going, right? So I wonder if, like, do you play pocket nines now? Is that like your cursed hand? Uh, I'll still play it, but there's still every time I see it, like a little piece of me dies inside. Like, right. oh, this hand again. Chances are you have a little twitch, right? <laughs> so just don't tell Tree when you're playing with Tree. Yeah, he might be able to pick up on it. Yeah, no, he'd be like, oh, he's twitching. He's like, oh, I'd he's be in trouble. Nines. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, I think we can safely uh, blame Pete for that loss, actually, too, because didn't he leave before the before? Yeah, you... I did mention that to you. So he yeah. came out to support me as an amazing friend would do, um, but then. I don't know, he had work responsibilities or whatever, but he had to leave after the second day, and I don't know, maybe I just lost my focus and, <laughs> and I went out. It was real early, day three, when it happened. It was like the first hour and a half or so I went out. So, yeah, Pete abandoned me. That. And, uh, you don't leave. The, if the table's hot, you don't leave. So right. he, he, was, he shouldn't have been allowed to leave Vegas. Pete, yeah, Pete knows him. better. Yeah, he should. Shame on you, Pete. Yeah. I've, I've forgiven him. It, it's all water <laughs> under the bridge. It, it was a long time ago. 2009, that was, I played in it. So okay. we, I've gotten over it by now. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh that's awesome. And so you didn't you didn't place any money that year then, like right? No- yeah, you had to make it about another day. It was like early in day four. Okay, would it was the money bubble. So if you made it that far, you're in. So yeah, I was kicking myself a little bit because I wasn't short stacked or on the verge of going out, and I just got a little little too so aggressive. Are people drinking all day? Like, are they just are they are they getting whiskey sours and Crown and Cokes or anything? There's a few, but like. Generally, not anybody that's really playing seriously. I mean, the, the thing about the World Series, yes, it's the most prestigious tournament there is, but for that reason, it also attracts like it's a huge field. It's like six, seven, eight thousand people playing yeah. it, and not all of those are like just killer shark pros. 
So yeah, there, there's some some goofballs in there too. So generally, if you saw somebody pounding him back, it was like, okay, I want to target that guy. Yeah, I can't wait till he's all in. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm certainly not any kind of pro myself, but I, I think I'm pretty solid player. But uh, yeah, I, I don't ever really drink when I'm at the table. I just want to focus on well, it. You, you can clean up in the green room afterwards. You know what I mean? Like the little, yeah, little yeah. and it's games, in Vegas, you know? so you've got time. Whenever you get knocked out or if you get an off day, that there's time to indulge in whatever you like. What's that table smell like? I mean, you're talking 10 hours of playtime, right? That's got to be pretty nasty. <laughs> Generally, right? a casino is not uh, not the the most hygienic place in the world. Because, <laughs> no. yeah, you, you've got some guys you'll see that just seem like they, they built the casino around them. They've got roots in the floor. They've been there for years. So, yeah, uh, they could probably put more of an emphasis on that, but I'm not sure what they could do. Some mandatory, like, showering. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you got the rest of the day to you know, clean yourself up before you come back to the table. Yeah, yeah but people are superstitious. You know, they, they wear the same shirt or whatever. They got, you know, the same, obviously the same hack. Some people are sponsored, so they got to have that stuff going. So you're going to get a little funk. Absolutely. You, you they got, got their lucky socks or underwear on. I was yeah. going to say socks, yeah. <laughs> so you, you know what? That's awesome, man. Yeah, poker is so, so fun. Uh, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of side games. Like you said, you know, you can't play online anymore. As you said, I didn't really know that. But I know there's a lot of underground games around in, in Raleigh as well uh, in this area, right? So you and Pete ever get into some of those games? Uh, just recently, yeah. Pete's uh, got some people uh, that he knows that he got me in with, and I've become friends with him. Now. I've been going for a couple months. Just, just a, It's a pretty casual home game. I mean, we play for money, but it's not uh, nothing life-changing going back to that. Um, so, yeah, that's the it, we used to play in a few other ones that uh, – were fun. Um, I don't know if you want to get into it, but there was one story you're aware of. We spoke about a uh, game we were at got robbed, uh, like an armed robbery attempt, what? and that was that was interesting. <laughs> let me set, let me set that stage for a minute, right? So, uh, and this is, this is what I was getting at. So, so what they have in in this area is you have these, um, you know, they're either going to be host like in someone's apartment or like what they'll do is they'll actually and, and I know a guy I won't mention his name, but they uh, him and his buddy did this. So they would they rented an apartment or a condo. And it's like a two-bedroom place, and they have professional poker tables and chips, and you bring in like pretty much a professional dealer, right? Because you're taking a rake off all these hands. It's all word of mouth. Is like you gotta. It's some kind of underground code, right? Where oh, you can only play Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever the days are, because someone else already has locked in, depending on the dealers, right? So you could play seven days a week if you really wanted to. You could just grind it out. So you guys went to one of these games, and it's not. You know, you're not walking through a, a security gate. You know, there's no metal door. There's no metal Yeah, it's detectors. just somebody's house. It's like in a nice neighborhood. It was in Raleigh. Yeah. Um, nothing you would ever worry about. It's just like a nice residential neighborhood. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and going back to how I forgave Pete for leaving early from Vegas, part of the reason is I would have really blamed myself because I was almost responsible for Pete getting killed that night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we used to go to this game. And uh, this friend, he hosted two games a week. One was a tournament, one was a cash game. Pete and I would always go to the tournament every week, but not the cash game. Um, one week, for whatever reason, the tournament got canceled. I don't know if they didn't have enough people or something was going on. So we're like, I said to Pete, I was like, hey, listen, let's play the cash game this week because like, we've been playing well. It's, it's a great game. Let's get in on it. So he's like, okay. So we went to the cash game for the first time ever, and it got uh, tried to get robbed by two uh, gunmen. So that was, that was great. Um, Dang. but yeah, it, it's, it was kind of an amazing story. It was a while ago now, it was 12 years ago. I, I've been living down here for about 13, a little over 13 years. So I'd only been down here a little over a year. So let me get this straight. You moved, you came from New York, right? You come down here, you're here a year. 
And you're being robbed more times since you've been here. Yeah, you, you wouldn't <laughs> right. think it would go like that. Yeah. In Raleigh, North Carolina. like Right. <laughs> Not what you'd expect. But yeah, we, we were playing and everything was going good. I, I was actually on a nice run. I was up a couple hundred bucks. And uh, it's the, the way the game was set up, it, like I said, it's in just a nice house. And it was kind of in a dining room off to the side right when you walk in the front door. And so the front door is open because people are coming and going. A cash game, you could lose your money and just leave. Yep. You could just pick up and leave whenever you want. People are showing up later. It's not like a tournament where generally everyone's going to be there at 8 o'clock and then you go until you get knocked out of the tournament. So I love cash games. That's yeah. the beauty of a cash game right there. Exactly. Yeah. People are coming and going all night. So if you heard the door open, it was nothing unusual. Yeah. So the door opens one time, and the way the room was set up, there was only one wall that you could get in and out of. It had two different doors, but they're on the same wall. So we hear the door open, and where I was sitting at the table, I was facing like the front door and those doors. And all of a sudden, in in each doorway uh, was somebody with a ski mask and a gun. And I I'll never I'll never forget anything about this night, but certainly not my reaction. I kind of let out a little laugh because I thought it was a joke, like because you'd never think like. Right. Something like this could ever happen. Right. Like, not um, now, man. I got I got pocket kings. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> right. And within a couple seconds, it was like, oh, this is not a joke. They were like, oh, everybody put your hands on the table. Nobody move. This is a robbery, all that. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. But long story short, uh, one guy who I'd never met this guy before, he he was a friend of the guy hosting it. But he I think he was from New York, actually. He was in town. And so he played this night. And he basically attacked the guys the the way they set it up the one robber stood in the doorway and kind of kept watch over everybody there were like three people in the kitchen at the time he was kind of keeping watch on them and the other guy was going around the table one by one asking everybody to empty their pockets take their wallets out put their money on the table and he got to like the third person and actually pete i think was the second person he got right past pete and i don't know if the guy just wasn't paying enough attention or what but the the player that was sitting there like kind of exploded out of his seat and tackled him like perfect wow. form tackle hit stick just decked the guy gun went off i dove under the table i've never been in any kind of situation <laughs> like that before right. um right. and uh we go back to pete we we kind of joke about how he's a little he takes his time on things i always say i've never seen pete move so fast he basically <laughs> teleported he blew out the front door and and he did not turn the doorknob. He bl- he blew through like Wiley e. Coyote. He blew through the door and was outside. I was stuck in the corner, so I couldn't really get out. So I just dove under the table with the guys around me. There was like four of us just under the table. And the way it all went down, when that first gunshot went off, the own the robber's own gun, when he got tackled, it went off and it basically pointed right back, and he got shot through his own throat, and that was it. It was done. Wow. Um, and then the guy that tackled him, he like, you, you always see on like movies or TV shows, like they plead temporary insanity, and it's like, oh, that's that's just fiction. Is that a real thing? That's right. I fully yeah. believe in that now because this guy that did this went temporarily insane. He grabbed the gun, chased the other dude out the back door, and they were like Dang. shooting back and forth at each other. It was like Reservoir Dogs. Dang. Um, and uh, we didn't know at the time, but he hit the guy in the arm, and the guy was like just bleeding on the back porch. Um, we all got it into like kind of an inner room in the house and called 911. It was crazy. It was like something out of a movie the, the, a whole bunch of police cars and ambulances showed up. They, they took us outside. I remember I walked out the front door and there was like, it, it was nighttime. Obviously there was flashlights and pe- police officers pointing guns. I was like, don't shoot <laughs> <I had that laughs> reaction right when I walked out. But yeah, they did everything like, just like you 
you kind of read about, like they separated us all so we didn't taint each other's testimony and they got a statement from each of us. Did they ever find Pete? I was going to say they brought Pete in like, we got the third guy, Th- this we got is, the driver. This <laughs> is quintessential Pete. You got to get Pete on here one time because all your listeners will be like, this Pete guy is just a fascinating enigma. They need to know more about him. But so Pete blew out the front door. He went to the McDonald's like a couple blocks away and he called me. Uh, I don't know. After I was, you hungry? Yeah, you, <laughs> you ordered food, didn't you? Yeah. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't know if I ever asked him if he got any food. Oh, he got, you have to ask him. I know yeah, the answer. Yeah, he, he absolutely did. He got food. He but, got number four. But yeah, this is typical, Pete. He called me after I was outside with the police and things had calmed down, and he's like, "Hey, this. Uh, if you can't get it, I understand. I know things are crazy right now, but I left my wallet on the table. You think you could go get it? I'm like, really? That's what you're worried about, right? Now? <laughs> I'm like, sure, Pete, I'll get it. Um. But yeah, the police officers, they were like, uh, they want us to just empty our pockets and doing everything by the book. And I'm like, hey, just so you know, I've got a wallet. It's not my wallet. It's my friend's wallet. My wallet's in my car. I I don't know why. It was weird. Uh, Like, I never like to keep my wallet on me. I would just kind of take the cash I needed and go in. So like, okay, could you go get your wallet? And where is your friend? I'm like, well, he he teleported through the front door. (laughs) He's at McDonald's right now. I could get him back if you want. They're like, yeah, let's do that. So I gave him a call, got him back. Uh, we all went down to the police station, um, gave statements. Like I, I remember drawing like a diagram for the detective or whoever I spoke to, like as far as who was sitting where, how everything went down. Dang. And, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. And then going back to Pete, I, this is gonna that's where you got to title the episode is the Pete episode. He at the time it's a good call. pocket Pete's. Pocket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was for whatever reason he texted my wife I, I don't even know if i had a, i guess i did have a cell phone because i called him i was one of the last people to get a cell phone but uh, maybe i wasn't texting or whatever but he texted my wife and she was like are you guys still playing poker because it was like three in the morning at this point and I, I always got home by maybe one one thirty at the worst his response to her was not exactly now think about if you're in her shoes is that really what you want to hear like your mind would just race on okay what what is what kind of trouble are they Pete's in right single. now he's gonna work on his uh his bedside manners yeah, you know what i mean talk to the ladies yeah oh, so so, so yeah i gave the statement i went home and at, at the time uh, i'm not doing it anymore but i was working uh i was like a contractor for fedex and fedex's whole deal was like they didn't care what was going on. Like the packages are there. You got to get them delivered. Yeah, get driving. So I basically got home at like 5, 5.30 in the morning. I put on my uniform and I went in and my wife was like, what the heck is going on? And I was like, all you need to know, I'm okay. It's a crazy story. I'll tell you all about it later. Yep. So I told her when I got home. But uh, yeah, that was that was the craziest day of my life. It was, and it, I mean, somehow it ended up okay. The, the two bad guys, one of them was killed and then the other one was injured and ended up going to jail for a while Uh, and actually they busted another guy the the way they set it up some guy scouted the game out like a month or two ahead of time like i guess to let him know the layout and how to come in and where the money might be or whatever not that they ever got to that but yeah they ended up catching him after two i guess the the one surviving guy probably rolled over on him so yeah so all in all it turned out okay i ended up up a little bit and uh the good guys won i guess but I don't know if I would have made that same decision as the guy to to tackle the assailant. Fight Could have turned man. out real bad, yeah. but yeah, I'm yeah. grateful it worked out the way it did. You had deliveries in the morning, man. You're like, hey, take the wallet. It's not yours. It's Pete's anyways. Take the wallet. Nobody believed me. I told everybody at work. They're like, what, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't know. I gotta, I'm, what am I going to do? Just stay home and cry about it? Right, so, right. Yeah. You have a big... Um, how can I How can I word this right? Uh, <laughs> that started no, off... For, I'm a little worried about yeah, what's yeah, coming yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, the NES game collection. You said you got. Oh yeah. What? You still is okay. this something you still have? Are you still like yeah. seven hundred games deep? Yeah, I don't plan on ever getting rid of that. I I I mean, when I was younger, like my 
prized possession was my original Nintendo. And I, uh, I started collecting them, collecting all the games for them when I was in high school and just kind of slowly built that up. I was on a couple of websites where you could trade games uh, with like-minded people. Um, I would buy games like on eBay. I'd go to the flea market. and. So have you checked the of, value of some of these games? Like is this like collectors go after these things, right? The, yeah, they, it's worth a decent chunk of change. I mean, I haven't looked at the values lately. Pretty much once we had kids, I stopped actively collecting. But I finished the my collection like it was right after we had our first kid. I was down to like five games left, and I finished it off right after we had him. So uh, going back to Sports Jeopardy, actually, that five thousand, I, I don't know if you blew still, it all on NES games. So I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the holy grail of of Nintendo games called Stadium Events. They, oh. There's a whole story behind it about how they were made, and then they were recalled because it was basically the same version of another game. Wow! And like it was only one. You could only get it in like Woolworths in New York, and so there's very few copies even Woolworths survived. Yeah, that's nice. not around anymore. Yeah, no. So th- that's like if you're collecting, like almost like if you're playing poker, you want to be in the World Series. Like if you're collecting Nintendo games, stadium events is that's a Honus Wagner. That's a Honus Wagner. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, I, the, our whole conversation keeps coming back to like these holy grails. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that five thousand dollars I got from Sports Jeopardy all went towards getting stadium events. That was one of the last things I needed for my collection. Have you so. played that? I've not played it, but I, I heard like I was familiar with the story about stadium events. When you said, I thought you might have said ET because I know that was a terrible game, but but it was a tough to get for like collectors. Well, ET actually was the opposite. They famously made more copies of oh, that. That's what it was. Then they even had the Atari systems that it was on, and they ended up having to bury like thousands of them in a landfill. It was, it's basically the biggest video game flop of all time. Stadium events is kind of on the other end. It's not especially fun to play. It's it's basically track and field. Like, if you guys remember, it had that power pad you could kind of run in place yeah, on. Yeah. It's like that. You're running, like, the 100-meter dash and stuff. It's kind of fun. you got to, like, rapid-fire the buttons to, to yeah. run. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're going to play it, it's the exact literal game that track and field is. Or world-class track meet, it's called. Um, and that game goes for, like, $2. So you don't want to handle something. That's, that that ended up uh, – the, the Sports Jeopardy winnings didn't even cover that. That was, like, $7,300. It's very stupid when I say it out loud. Dang, wow. But, yeah, but, but yeah I've got the whole collection of all the uh, all the licensed uh, original Nintendo games. I think there's 677 of them. So, yeah, they've been uh, – I, I haven't messed with them. They've been they've... – I was going to ask you if you let your kids play them, but you just answered that question. So you don't, you don't play the games. So you just – Hold yeah, I mean, I used to play the older ones, but there's so many games coming out. Like, I've got a Switch, I've got a PS5, and my kids have been getting into them, my oldest especially. He likes playing. Well, I'm into s- specifically the NES games. You don't let Yeah, them they're that. just... Uh, no my son has expressed a little bit of interest in them. He's seen, like, some of the Mega Man games. Anything that's got cool-looking oh, labels or box art, he yeah. wants in on. But, Mega uh, Man's a good series. Yeah, that's we haven't game. busted them out because we, we got enough to play, so I can use that excuse. You have, you have the original Tecmo Bowl? Oh, yeah, that's one of the best ever. Yeah, Tecmo Bowl, okay. Super Tecmo Bowl. Yep. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah, uh, that was... I'm trying to think of my, my favorite. Tecmo Bowl was one of my favorites on NES. Um, Baseball I, Stars was one of my favorites. Baseball Stars, Karnov. Karnov was great. Oh, was man, great I, I, I didn't know a lot of people liked that. Me and oh, my brother I mean, used to play that all the time back in the day. One of the few games I actually beat, that in Castlevania. Castlevania was yeah, great, too. So shout yeah. out to my Karnov fans out there yeah absolutely <laughs> just a fire breathing russian, russian or whatever it was. Sir, yeah. he was like from the circus so like, you, like the back of the game had his little so ridiculous absolutely nothing to do with the game like the circus name he was like a circus performance yeah you're fighting dragons and stuff yeah but yeah. yeah i've heard a lot of people talk about baseball stars and I, I i played it briefly but it was like well after the fact i was an rbi baseball guy when i was oh. little which is i, I yeah. think they're basically the same game but baseball stars was actually better i think they had like the full rosters of all the teams
teams and everything. Well, but no, the, so baseball stars was the opposite. Baseball stars had no official players. Right. Uh, this is why. Oh, okay. I, this is why I got I it backwards. It. So I actually had uh, notebooks. So I would create teams. Oh, it's amazing! And I, I would, love this. I'd play oh, the yeah. seasons, and I would. Um, you keep the stats. I'd keep the stats. Yeah. Like, so I was a big baseball fan. So this was around, uh, I want to say around maybe 87 or so. Uh, I played baseball. I collected baseball cards. Like, that's what I was into. Yep. And uh, yeah, I did. The, it was it was pretty fun because I that's all I would do. I even had the big, uh, the NES Super Controller with the joystick. Oh, and yeah. And the big buttons. Yeah, I had that too. Um, so I was just jamming on that thing. And you could do like full seasons with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, RBI Baseball, I remember like there was like only 13 teams and they had like each league's all-star team. They didn't have all the teams. They had the Mets, which was my team, so that was good. Um, but yeah, all you did was you just played and when you beat a team, it like grayed them out and you would just, if you win like 12 games, you basically beat the and game. And then you win, right? So <laughs> This was like, as you won, you got, uh, I believe it was called Prestige. And then you take that and you could power up your guys. So, yeah. so the secret would be to have at least one good pitcher and you have at least one person who could hit. So when they hit home runs, whatever. So you got to try to win those games because you got the, you got for winning, you got more prestige for winning, you know? So I'd always have one guy that was really fast center fielder, leadoff hitter, like still, yep. you know, and then, you know, you just, then you just build it up. You got to get the yep. defense up. Like, so these guys would make errors constantly. So yeah, it was it was yeah. All the sports games back then were amazing. You had Tecmo Bowl. It was ahead of its time. Those baseball games you had like Blades of Steel and Ice Hockey. Oh, those are all they're all so simple, but they're so much fun. Double dribble. Yeah. If you came Ooh. in my room in that age, you would. I mean, it was like a, a beautiful mind. Like it was just all notebook paper on the wall with my seasons <laughs> and my guys. That's all that mattered. And, what else was there to like? Life? You know what I mean? Like, beautiful yeah, minds or, uh, or seven. Oh, and by the way, that name of that controller <laughs> could have gone either way. Yeah. The NES Advantage. Yes, the name good of that call. Oh, I appreciate the fact check. Yeah. 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 Well, I had that, so it was awesome. Yeah. All right, so Terrence, you're a uh, you're a sports writer. That's what you're doing with yourself these days. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get back into it. I, when I went to school, that was kind of my idea of like, as I've said, I've been a sports nut my whole life. Wanted to become a sports writer. Um, after I graduated Carolina, I worked for like a local golf magazine up in New York for a few years. Okay, um, but then I kind of got out of it. I ended up going with FedEx, and I I just stopped doing that this past November. Um, so I was doing that from the time I moved down here. So for 13 years, I was doing FedEx and that was kind of, there was, a, it was very time consuming. So there wasn't a lot of time for writing. Um, I did a few things here and there. I started a blog for a little bit, but that didn't last. Um, my cousin had a website and I wrote some stuff for him, but that didn't last too long either. Uh, but yeah, since I've gotten out of FedEx, just, uh, the past few months I've started writing again and I got on this website. It's uh, fansided. It's called fansided.com, and they've got a million different like kind of sub websites. They've got for all individual teams and like just. So I, I'm writing for two of them right now. One is like their college basketball site, uh, and one of them is for the Mets. So of course the Mets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I mean, you it's it's not a like my official title is a paid contributor, but I'm I'm essentially a writer for them. Um, nice. So like I'll pitch some articles, some ideas. Um, I've got one coming out for the Mets tomorrow, just a little short thing, just about how, like, if they're going to get going, now's the time. They've been playing pretty lousy lately, but they've got uh, the Reds and the Nationals coming up who are even more lousy than them. You hope so, wins. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been kind of scratching that itch for uh, the I hadn't been able to scratch for a while. Well, so. yeah, because you were you kind of roped in with uh, FedEx for a while, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was essentially, it's like owning your own small business, so you're responsible not just for showing up and delivering the packages, but um, like at my peak, I had like 20 trucks and all tons of like 
20 something employees to drive the trucks and you got to make the routes and make changes <sighs> and handle all the administrative stuff. So yeah, it was a little consuming. That sounds um, awful. Yeah. I've, I've had more free time lately, so that's been nice. I, I'm, I, uh, volunteered, uh, assistant coach. I got my son's soccer team, all that kind of stuff wasn't possible before. So it's been kind of nice getting back to all that. Fan side. Is that F A N S I D E E D D yeah. F A N S I D E D.com. You can access any of their sites from that. Um, and the two that I write for, like where they've got their own website, you can go right to it. It's uh, bustingbrackets.com is the college basketball one, obviously. Mm. And uh, for the Mets, it's risingapple.com. Kind of goes back to how whenever they hit a home run, they got the apple rises out of the hat. So hasn't been rising out of the hat a whole lot I'm not familiar with it. I haven't seen it, so I'm not familiar with it. (laughs) Well, we'll put put those links in the show notes, too, so people want to check out your writing. Um, I know we get get some social media handles as well. I think your uh, Twitter is probably – I think you said it was your main one that you're – that you jam on. Yeah, more of a more of a lurker just reading and keeping up on things. I don't post a sure. whole lot. I need to start doing it. Now that I'm I'm writing, I feel like that's kind of an essential part of modern Yeah, let's get people to read your stuff. Even if you write about, you know, crappy team, you know, maybe <laughs> You know, we'll do it for the uh, for now. You know. There's still hope. It's a long season. <laughs> you gotta believe as yeah. Mets fans. It's a labor of love, though. Like yes. no matter how, how well they or poorly they're doing, like you just you know you're in there to, to write about them. It just feels good to write about them. And it really does. Like I just my last article went up a couple days ago. Uh, Matt Harvey, if you guys remember him, he was kind of a star pitcher for the Mets for a bit. Um, but his career ended a little little shorter than he would have liked. He had some injuries, some off the field stuff, and he never quite fulfilled that promise. But it was basically like he just announced his official retirement uh, a couple less than a week ago, and uh, so I wrote an article just kind of remembering him because he for a time he was like the biggest star going in New York. I went up to uh, New York when the Mets were in the World Series against the Royals in 2015, and he was pitching Game Five, and it was like the greatest performance I've seen any individual athlete make in person. Mm-hmm. He went, he shut the Royals out. The Mets were down three one, so they're on the brink of being eliminated. He shut him out through eight innings. The crowd was going nuts, and he basically argued his way back out onto the field. The Mets manager was going to take him out, um, but he argued his way back out. He ended up walking a guy. He gave up a hit, and then they yanked him out, and the Mets ended up blowing it, as we sometimes do. Um, but for a time there, I, I think like one of the last lines in my story was something about like, Sometimes greatness only lasts eight innings, even if you yeah. need it to last nine. But so yeah, I was just kind of thinking back on his career, and he was actually a Tar Heel too. He went to UNC, so oh, of course, kind of had the double tie yeah. in for me. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like you said, Sean, it's just nice to be able to write about something you're passionate about. So I've been enjoying it. Good, good, awesome, dude. Well, listen, well, like I said, we'll put that stuff in the notes. Um, any other last uh, thoughts for you at all? Any shout outs? You know, besides Pete, shout out we, Pete. We, yeah, <laughs> the star of the show here. <laughs> Yep. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me. This is a great time. Time flew by. I feel like we just got here, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Sean, you know, any, any you know sh- how many times Pete put down, put down his cookie listening to this, being like, come on, guys, really? <laughs> he's on his way here right now. He's outside yeah, over, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's outside the door. Outside the well, door. well, little yeah. does he know, it, by the time he listens to this, it won't be live anymore, so we won't be here. You might right. be, Mark. But <laughs> yeah, we'll have to explain that to him. <laughs> I can't wait to get his reaction when it comes out. We'll yeah. <laughs> I'll have to be with him when he listens to it for the first time. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for checking in to casual nonsense uh once again uh like follow share all that fun stuff uh and if you have any uh questions concerns you want to be a guest do you want to make some comments about topics you want to talk about let us know and uh that's it all right stay casual